Welcome to the Healers Rising podcast by Caitlin Diana and the Magic Beyond Boundaries team, where we explore what it means to be a lightworker, starseed, and multidimensional being, so you can live a life full of magic, expansion, and play, because we are, right now, creating the world we want to see. It was a doozy this weekend, and I feel like a lot of us forgot that we were actually in an eclipse period and that there was a lot energetically going on because I saw so many posts, not only in Healers Rising, but in all the groups I'm in, in the decodes groups, and they're like, I don't know what's happening. I feel disconnected. You know, all these parts of me are feeling like this, that, and the other thing is just not where it's supposed to be. And, um, you know, it took me a hot second to catch up again, and I'm like, damn it. Last week, I was feeling like not even coming into the eclipse energy at all. And this weekend, oh, I got hit. I got hit. So there was this whole um, juju surrounding this thing about casting off that that no longer serves, changing things to make sure it fits where you're going forward, making sure you're saying goodbye to those pieces, elements, whatever it is that aren't supposed to follow you into this next evolution and version of you. And I'm like, I'm fine. I've been doing my work. Oh, my friends, foot in mouth syndrome. Okay. Foot in mouth syndrome over here. Thursday rolls around and all of a sudden I'm like, I need to burn everything to the ground. Like all these things that I had been trying to figure out and decide how one puzzle piece was going to fit with another piece, all of it came together in this radically explosive way and just like kind of knocked me off my feet a little bit in the best way possible. It's like, have you ever been angrily happy? I was... I was angrily happy. Like I don't know if that's actually feeling category, but that's where I was. I was like so annoyed and frustrated and like, God, I thought I had this all done, but I was also equally excited and joyful at like ripping it all apart and getting ready to put it all back together. Um, so yeah, it was a really interesting juxtaposition on those seemingly polarized energies, but it, it worked because in that a lot of the things that I've been trying to figure out in terms of like sequencing and figuring out how I was going to serve all of you guys, how I was going to bring things out further, how I was going to train people over here, all of it just flowed in as if by magic. It was a, yeah, a hurt so good kind of moment for sure. So that was pretty fun. And, um, it was really neat to like go through some, I guess a new level, new layer of my own guiding compass moments. Like I need to figure out how to explain this to you guys. I have, we shared this before that I have like this set of core values that I use to govern and measure up against like how and when I'm going to bring things forward in that I keep finding new layers and levels of it and new nuances of it. And This weekend was no shortage of that. And what I realized is a lot of how I move in my life is I really live in that space of living unapologetically. I've really come to this space of understanding that I can't live my life and my mission on anybody else's terms. 
And I can't slow down my things or my way of thinking or the way that I'm supposed to bring stuff out into the world because it makes somebody else uncomfortable or they don't like the boundaries I have put up. And it really got me thinking about it's really this space now of you guys needing to live unapologetically, but still in full compassion, because that's the thing that has never left me behind. And I think makes the difference between, you know, whether you're doing this in a way that is non-hurtful to others. I have a lot of compassion for where people are at, but I won't change who I am for their comfort. And I won't bend my morals and ethics or my boundaries to make them feel more comfortable. That's not my job. And in fact, if I was to do that, it's going to compromise my mission, right? It's going to compromise my mission because if I change what I'm doing to support other people in a way that is not even intrinsically me, it's no different than me putting on another one of those masks or playing the chameleon once again, right? And, and that's not where any of us want to or need to be. And the reason this got triggered up in a big way last week is I had a set of students that had come through our programs that ended up you know, I, and I don't think it was an intentional thing. I really don't. So I want to have that be very clear. They came through and they had basically copied all of our HRA and a lot of our decodes content and whether knowingly or not started to put together their own course and curriculum and were getting ready to try and sell some of it. And I had to step back and go, okay, I understand that competition isn't real. The people that are attracted to me are going to be attracted to me. The people that need to be here because I have the codes and sequences and support for them. That's true about me, but I have a boundary, right? And, and that piece couldn't cloud the boundary piece. The boundary was you can't just take something somebody else has created and resell it on your own. You know, if, if that was any of you guys that you had worked for the last however many years to put that all together and you saw somebody else literally taking almost word for word your things, like it would be mildly offensive, I think. And we have a boundary that we're saying, hey, we want to lift you up. We want to help you. We want to teach you. But you can't just go then and resell it because this helped you. That doesn't make sense. And so I had to really stand in my integrity about, you know what, this is our boundary. And even though I understand the energetics behind this on a human logical level, here's also the container we're holding. And it challenged me in a few ways to really go, where am I standing on this? Do I stand behind everything we've said? And if the answer is yes, then I need to follow through. So I want to talk a little bit about follow through because I think this is where many of us don't take all of our goals and our dreams over the edge to a completion point where we are, you know, not necessarily, we're not necessarily in that space where we're actually doing the whole energetic sequencing of what needs to get done. Okay. When we do that, and we just go to the starting motions and we're like, okay, I'm going to start this project. I'm going to start this way of eating. I'm going to start this detox, but we don't take it over the edge. We're creating an incomplete Akashic record that 
we are going to want to repeat because we didn't solve it, integrate it, and be able to move forward from it. When you don't come over the edge, when you don't take it over that edge, you're creating an incomplete record and it sits as an, an energetic weight behind you that you feel like you've got something that you have to do, but you don't necessarily know what that thing is. And if you don't finish solving it in this lifetime, you're going to create some kind of record or binding of wanting to do it again in the next lifetime. And nobody in this circle wants that. So this week, and especially with this detox, because now you guys are into the hard phase, we are now into the space where most people want to quit because their brain says, okay, I've done a couple of days of this. This is hard. I'm not getting the things I actually want to eat, right? I'm not getting all my treats. I'm not getting all these things. And they get into that space of like, oh, just one day of cheese. Oh, just one day of doing this. Oh, I'll just slip backwards. It's fine. I can always do it again later. You're going back into the old programming, not forward into evolution. And if you're willing to do it there, where else are you doing that in your life? Because congruency with resonance fields is a huge thing that actually allows us to propel forward or not. When we are not congruent and we're not taking things over the finish line over here, very quickly it happens over there. So this detox could be a symbol like I'm not taking it over the edge here. And then you ask the question, why isn't my business launching? I know I need to move my body. Why can't I move this part of my life over here forward, right? It creates these duality pulls, but in the same way, it's the same story with just a plot twist, right? And so I'm really going to challenge you guys this week. Take something over the finish line. If you're not participating in the detox, whatever projects you have open, take something over the finish line, actually complete it. Take it all the way to the point where you're like, yeah, this is done. Okay, I need something new, right? I really want you guys to start thinking about if I'm doing this here, I'm doing this there. So I really want you guys to play with that and just see what happens. Take it over <laughs> the finish line and see how it starts to change all the information in other parts of your life. You know, there's that funny saying of like, <laughs> the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. I see this everywhere. It's like in clients I work with, with the diets they're eating, in people trying to launch their businesses, all of those kinds of things. And they start, they keep pounding the same wheel, the same ground. And don't get me wrong, it could be follow through because we don't always find success the first time we put something out there or the first time that we try a particular way of being. Sometimes it's a repetitive behavior and habit that has to happen in order for us to find and meet that mark. But there comes a time where we have to look at if we've been speaking the same way in our relationships forever and acting the same way. And if we've been doing the same job and expecting, you know, more money, or we've been not changing up our routines where we have to give our heads a shake and go, hold on a second. I need to become the alchemist here. I need to add A to B and see if C is going to come out. So 
you guys are going to really notice this energy, especially coming all the way into that December 21st um, winter solstice, spring solstice for all of our people down under. You're going to notice this energy coming in. Right. And it's all about taking things across the finish line and being willing to actually shed the things that are not coming forward, because there's a big difference, again, between talking about it and doing the thing, which leads me to the next point. The theme coming into 2022, you guys, the energy that's starting to ease in and you guys have probably already felt this is an even deeper level of that shit or get off the pot. That's one way to look at this. But also, it's not just that. It's align with who you want to be and live it unapologetically, period. Like, there's no intensity behind it. There's no warrior for it. There's no more fight to be it. It's just becoming and living it to the best of your current ability every single day because those repetitive cycles and habits and patterns that you've been toning around for a very long time, they're no longer relevant coming into this last leg of this switch over in the consciousness field. We're about to lay a really big data set down into the ley lines and step into the new one. Okay. So we're over that. We're in the last like two years of that seven year cycle and so we're coming into that mastery and closeout stage to kind of become um, that new discovery phase again. And so we need to really look at where you're fighting still, because if you're fighting, that's old. It's old news. We are not spiritual warriors of the light. This is a state of peace and ease and connectedness and working together in communion that you can't fake, you know, you can't be in this push state anymore. It's not going to work. It's not going to serve you. It's going to be something that polarizes you from the communities and the collectives that you want to be connected to and be able to move forward with. And so we need to look at that space of where you think you still have to be in fight and then What do you need to shift to be in the state of ease, right? And this is going to be in all different areas of your life. And so I was still looking at where was I in the state of fight to have our stuff, you know, out and be a voice in the marketplace. I don't need to. There's this whole thing that's going to happen for all of you, all of us about really becoming what we're going to use the word is magnetic. And that magnetism comes from a state of peaceful sovereignty and knowingness of who you are and what you're doing without having to fight for it, without having to logic through every step, without having to be like, yeah, this is who I am and I'm going to tell you about it. And I have to profess that I'm this, this, and this is just going to come from a state of being. Exactly. It's time to lay the warrior down. We are no longer fighting for our identity or our place in this world. People are going to be able to read you like a book and that's all there is to it. That's it. Okay. So 
one of the really cool things that's happening is we're going through this detox, we're laying down these old pieces, we're, we're doing all this work to shed the old, to get all of these components that are in our fat cells, in our fluids, in our bodies to finally let go. So let's, let's talk a little bit on an existential dimensional quantum healing level for a second. This detox is very strategically planned. So for all of you guys that said, not right now, I'm really going to ask you to look at where your resistance is to laying down that fight. Because when our body is holding on to fluids and fat, it's also holding on to the last data set that we are unwilling to shed to make room for the expansion and the new fluids to wash over for us to step into expansion and evolution. And so by hoarding, holding, not wanting to change here, we're also saying, I don't want to change here. And so we might find ourselves feeling like we're fighting our spiritual growth or our intuition or finding any sort of semblance of communion between mind, soul, body, etc., because you're not letting the fluids exchange. You're not letting the new in and the old out, right? We're holding our organs back from syncing up with that which spirit knows. And so we really have to look at, if you are one of these people, why you're holding and what the danger is in laying down your armor and putting down your weapons and getting rid of all those sharp sides and just being like, okay, here I am. I'm here for it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't fully know what it's going to look like. You don't. No psychic on this planet does. But we have an idea. And there's more ease than what we're holding on to. Okay. On that level, we can talk a little bit about that 11th dimension. The 11th dimension is all of our plasma fields, the water, the interconnectivity, the way that we exchange and nourish our body with current events and stories. We can look at this thing like water is borrowed, technically. Water should be a borrowed entity that is getting exchanged through all of us through these life cycles over and over and over again. And as we start to bring it in and then lay it back out, it goes and feeds information into the ley lines, into the minerals, into our riverbanks, into our lakes. It gets cleansed. It goes through those cycles. All the metabolites and things that shouldn't come back forward come out and we get re-nourished with information again because water has a memory. And in that memory, we're now looking at what should be resolved Akashic records, right? We're looking at what should be resolved Akashic records so that we have information of what was so that we can take steps into what should be. When we as a population are not wanting to resolve those records and heal those wounds and truly step out of that warrior suit, when the water exchange doesn't happen and we're holding that fluid, we're holding that plasma and we're not letting all of it out, we are feeding the fog. We are literally feeding the people around us in our communities with dense records because we basically just put water out of our bodies into somebody else's bodies if you want to think about it in a gross way because that's really what it is. 
And when that happens, the six and seven D need to bounce in the 11 to be able to bring more light and sound in the body. But when the 11 gets thick, when it's clouded in fatty acids, when it has tons of cholesterol in the veins, when our lymphatic system is so heavy and dense that it can't let go, light can't bounce to the degree we want it to. But as soon as that exchange starts, our body starts to move. It starts to go, yeah, I've got this. Our accuracy kicks up. Our ability to read the information around us kicks up. Okay. So this is a big journey because as within, so without. All these different components interlace between one another and they are not disconnected. They are not disconnected. And we cannot leave the physicality behind if we want the spirituality part to grow. And the reason this is plotted right here is to get you guys over the finish line for 2021 so we can reconcile the records and step in to 2022.